Cage 3 Wrestling Podcast. It is Thursday night, August the 11th. It's me, it's me, it's Mikey B. I am joined by the cast and cohorts that you guys are ever so used to. I am joined by producer Jim. Yo. Uh, I have the straight people ally uh, at Alonzo Diaz. What's up? I got the unofficial fifth, fifth member of the Take the Dressing Podcast. There we go. Uh, we are without the toolbox tonight as he is away on assignment, uh, a.k.a. tucking his children into bed. Uh, we'll peel back the fourth wall here. <laughs> um, also, before we get into, into tonight's show, uh, producer Jim decided to uh, get us all fired up and then pull the toolbox and forgot to hit the record button. Look, man. There's a lot of things that go on over here, so yeah, I definitely just... Why am I getting spam calls at 11 o'clock at night? Fuck you, Arizona. Um, I just, confirmed. It, until, until I, for a moment, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Hold on. Maybe for a moment, warranty. I didn't know whether or not this was Mike and I doing the pilot episode for our boy band podcast, or if this was, in fact, take three so i'm glad to find out it's take three but coming soon to it to a, a podcast streaming service near you larger than life a boy band podcast name name still in the works but also in my defense at least i figured out that i wasn't recording after about three seconds of the music playing it wasn't like oh yeah no you're you're like at least two computer crashes <laughs> away from even being remotely comparable to Ernest. Like I, I recovered quickly. Um, if Mike wouldn't have peeled chance. back the curtain, we wouldn't. Nobody would have even known that I yeah, didn't hit fact. record. He threw oh, well, you under here, the bus. Well, here, here's the thing. It's not throwing you under the bus. It's I want, I, I want everyone to know that we are humans. Just Ernest is a moron. <laughs> You know, people make mistakes. People do things that the, the computers work against you. Stupid but idiot! But you still have a smart person running the computer that knows to, to stop after two seconds, not stop after 35 minutes. Oh, did that happen well, once? Uh, maybe not 35 minutes. Maybe I was being... But at least a solid 10. He's like, oh, I forgot to hit the record button. I'm like, and this episode is now gone. Man. See, that's why, for me, when, when, I'm, when I'm doing this, I always... I always record the audio separate. Mm-hmm. Oh, smart! Because first off, the the sound quality when I'm recording into a into a separate program uh, is going to be better uh, than it is just with the Streamyard or Skype or whatever. But in the rare event <laughs> that you forget to hit record on the video side, you can always just use the audio, make one of those flashy. Uh, you know, video audiogram things that's so popular mm-hmm. in the worldwide world today. Um, so yeah, like there's always there's always a backdrop because I had I had started the recording of the audio side, so we would have been okay, but I did mm-hmm. catch it. Uh, all right, so we got a fun show tonight. Uh, no earnest this week, probably no earnest next week. Uh, that's a good thing. We'll all have some uh, mental uh, capacity to go to work tomorrow without him. Um, Tonight we'll talk about, um, Joe's topic is, uh, is that, are you expecting me to say it now? This is, this is the lead in to tease your topic, sir. I mean, you tease Uh, other things. Jesus Christ. This is what a real host does. This is what a real host does. Not a guy who just sits there and just 
yells at a screen and let us call him a toolbox the whole time. Fair. Uh, so my topic tonight is going to be the question that is on everybody's mind. <laughs> Do we still need NXT in a Triple H-led main roster world? Um, all right, my topic will coincide in that decision of which released superstar do you want to see uh, come back under the Triple H regime? Um, and then, Big Jim, your topic tonight is? Um, my my topic tonight is, is AEW in more danger slash more desperate now that Triple H is in charge of WWE? I like that all three of these are basically connected. I, I, I do like the symmetry here. Um, I, I think this also tells you big things about what the three of us think. Uh, the world of world wrestling entertainment has looked like for the last uh, about two weeks of the Triple H era. Um, a lot of good things going on um, with storylines and things along those lines. Uh, we'll discuss that in future um, as we get there. We'll also have wrestlers of the week to wrap up the show, like always. Um, but let's start with uh, the uh, ally to uh, straight people everywhere, Alonzo Diaz. Let's talk. Uh, is NXT still needed? So, okay. Here's where the question came from. Here's kind of my thought process on this whole thing. Sorry, I just had a dog run at me. Um, <laughs> Come at Sophie. me, dog. Sophie, down. Hi. Hi, people. Okay, that was my mouth. Okay. So, anyway. Um, Poor dog. So... Well, at least you I'll take a shot in the mouth. <laughs> probably both have balls in your mouth. <laughs> no, she's a well, girl. Oh, no, then never mind. Well, then you have nothing in common with her. <laughs> where her mouth is big. She's a pretty girl. Look at this pretty girl. Look at this pretty girl. This show is going to be real. Six, it's not my fault. So six minutes, like, 40 seconds. Now. Time of death. So, okay. Speaking of time of death. Okay. So, my thing is NXT, the way it is right now, (laughs) is all about finding future stars. Because I think, okay, to start this topic off, one question that a lot of people have had, myself included, I think I've even mentioned it in the group text to you guys, I've wondered, is NXT going to go back to the black and gold era? Because obviously 2.0 NXT was definitely the creation of Vince McMahon. It was definitely, we all remember those stories. This was, hey, you're not developing stars the way that I really want them developed. So I'm gutting your very successful program and, you know, quote unquote, third brand. And I'm turning it into my vision. And that's what NXT 2.0 is. And it's had some success. I'm not going to say it hasn't. But in theory, since Triple H is the guy in charge now. Not he's Austin. Not, huh? Different theory. Oh, yes. Different theory. Yes. Um, given that Triple H is the guy in charge now, he's not looking for the guys that Vince was looking for. So in theory, not Austin. He would not be looking for what NXT. I feel like 2. that's the. Is. I feel like that's he, the episode title this week. Yes. In theory, Austin. dot dot dot. Not Austin. Not Austin. It's amazing. 
So he obviously would be more looking for what he was quote unquote developing in the black and gold brand. But if you go back to NXT being that, where does that then leave Raw and SmackDown? Because that's the thing. At this point, with Triple H being in charge of Raw and SmackDown, we're getting the things that we like the most about the NXT gold and black brand on the main roster. We're getting longer matches. We're getting stars who we all cared about in NXT, like Ciampa and Karrion Cross and... Uh, EO Sky and Dakota Kai and all that. We're getting these people that we Optimus cared about. Prime. Yes. I was just trying to rhyme. Decepticons. If I had a dime. So we're getting all of these Dude, people. So much and we're, we're getting them in the way that Triple H intended for us to see them. So my thing is. <laughs> my thing is. I was a mime. If at this point, if at this point, the Raw and SmackDown are what black and gold NXT used to be, then do we really even need NXT? Do we need developmental happening on television? Because let's face it, NXT was at its best when it wasn't really developmental. It was the third brand. And it was only the third brand because it was Triple H's baby, which it no longer necessarily is because he's got the whole ship. But you're not going to use NXT the way you're using it right now because that's not Triple H's vision. That much is clear. So I'm just kind of wondering, do you need NXT? Or do you go back to... <clears throat> so earlier today, I was listening to the Road Dog podcast. I mentioned this to you guys. And... He's got a really interesting, this week's episode, 100% worth listening to. Because he is someone who worked on the creative side with both Triple H in Very NXT cool. and Vince on SmackDown. <laughs> so you actually hear from him kind of a breakdown of how differently they Break do things. Down. What they do similarly, what they do differently, all of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... It's interesting to hear from him because he was saying particularly that Triple H wouldn't be quick to put a lot of people on NXT television. There were a number of people that he would have only doing the little house shows and doing the training at the Performance Center and would wait months and months and months before putting them into NXT because he was like, let's get these guys right before we put them on TV. That's not developmental. That's you're getting people ready to go on TV for a third brand. So if that's all NXT is, first, I mean, do we keep it and just make it a third brand again and then just have three brands kind of all doing the same wrestling thing? Or has NXT, at least as a TV brand, kind of become useless at this point? Jim? Um, see, I think, I think NXT is at this really weird point because I think it needs to be a TV brand, but I think it okay. also doesn't need to be what it's been. Um. Because here's the deal: you need developmental. Whether it's you're you're hurrying, <laughs> hurrying people. I just have the weed, not the Rona. <laughs> um, if you're not watching this on on YouTube, you you gotta you have to just for the name bars that 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 these two continue to throw out. Um, 
but I there there needs to be developmental because it, I mean in in some way shape or form your goal is to be finding new stars, developing new stars, teaching them how to be WWE superstars, and teaching how to be WWE superstars on TV. So there has to like to me there ha- there there it doesn't even seem like there's a point in today's world to do that without it being seen somewhere. Now, to me, the question is, does it need to be done on USA? That I don't know. Um, so to me, maybe you put it back on the network. Maybe, you know, you put it back on Peacock. It gives more people a reason to buy Peacock, especially now that you've established the bioluminescent brand. Love it, hate it, whatever. It's established. I see a lot of people talking about it every week that they actually enjoy the show. Um, right. So put it put it on Peacock. Make people you know go there to watch it. Um, I would utilize your YouTube as well. Put put you know one full match a month or something from NXT if it's over on Peacock on the YouTube uh, so that. People, if they don't have the subscription, which again most people probably do at this point, um, but it gives them the ability to see that as well. So I think developing superstars, and let's be honest too, like if if when you looked at WWE and then you looked at NXT Black and Gold, Vince McMahon was very hands off that. Yes, he's very he was very hands on um, with people in the office. I mean, with people in in NXT two point oh. Um. Yes, you're right with what you where you're going with. That. <laughs> um, but he was, you know, he it, it was NXT 2.0 was definitely more of a a Vince product than it was a Triple H or Shawn 100%. Michaels product or whatever. But let's let's be honest here too. With Triple H running creative WWE, he is going to be invested in what NXT is doing because right. I I don't think I think the days or I hope anyway I think the oh days of when uh you know when a a wrestler gets called up from NXT they get completely repackaged onto WWE like if they're going to call them up i think they're going to establish them as the superstar that they were in NXT because otherwise what the fuck are we doing here um so i think Triple H will work with Shawn Michaels and the people down in NXT and um you know be invested and and mold those products so does NXT need to still exist to the back to the question? Yes, I, I think it does. Um, I don't know if it needs to exist as a USA TV show. Um, let's be fair. What else are they putting on USA on Tuesday nights? Um, no, I mean, yeah. You know, more reruns of Law and Order or uh, Chicago Fire or PD. Like it's it, it is probably not going away from USA, but it, it probably could. Um, right. so to me, I think it needs to change. Um, but I, I don't think it should go away. Uh, yeah. Right. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to actually latch on to what Jim has said. And I would actually, uh, move it to Peacock exclusively. Um, uh, because here's the thing, when you look at the, the bioluminescent brand, right on the started, cock. Thank you, Tim. Uh, when you look at the, the bioluminescent brand or NXT paintball, as I call it, um, since the, its inception and rebranding, um, to be honest with you, people like Mandy Rose and the Toxic Attraction, um, they wouldn't be this close to being ready to go to the main roster if it wasn't for the runs that Gigi, JC, and, and Mandy have had um, in NXT 2.0. Braun Breaker um, definitely wouldn't have been TV me, ready. Braun Beaker. Me, 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 me. 
he definitely wouldn't have been TV ready. Um, basically coming right from being signed as a talent uh, to going right into the ring. Um, he's come leaps and bounds since then. Um, I, I would, I would more, if I'm triple H, I would get that into the arms of people that I trust road dog, Sean, right. Um, guys like that, that I trust that are going to help with developmental while also having interesting storylines. Um, because the thing is, yeah, Braun, Braun Beaker, uh, is the prime example. Um, there's going to come a time where Randy Orton's going to retire. Um, if this back injury doesn't get much better, it might be sooner rather than later. Yeah. And, and you still have to train these guys, you know, and, and this is going to be weird to say there is still a WWE style. Um, you know, they've got to come in from being in the Indies and working high speed car crashes um, to then be ready to go um, in this in this different style, in this different way of of action so i think that moving it to moving it to peacock allowing it still to be its own separate entity uh is a good thing but i don't think it needs to be on usa because people live under this uh this this foundation that it's still nxt versus aew it's right aew is doing its own thing and wwe has three shows that it's doing its own thing with people are still like yeah you see Dynamite kicked NXT's ass again this week. Cool. So you kicked the ass of like five people that could actually be B plus stars on the main roster right now. If 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 we're really gun to my head, like the three members of Toxic Attraction, Braun Beaker and Cameron Cameron Grimes and Carmelo Hayes. Like, cool. You beat six people. Three of them would be in the women's division that would benefit the women's division. Cameron Grimes would be wrestling for the Intercontinental title at best. Uh, Carmelo Hayes would probably be MVP's new lackey with fucking Omos. And Braun Breaker would be the U.S. champion right now. Cool. Like, let's Cheers. be honest, man. I, I'm shocked that that Toxic Attraction was not named as part of the tag women's tag team title tournament. So was I from Raw yeah, this I mean, past week. I mean, it looks like we're getting lost. like what we're getting Starks and Nikita Lyons, I believe. Yeah, in that tournament, um, so you're probably they're probably eating a loss there. But I, I'm actually surprised the toxic attraction, and maybe it's because like they don't want to bring toxic attraction up and not win because I don't think they're going. They would win the tournament. No, uh, but I, even even if you put them in, they win a first round matchup. Sure, lose, lose to uh, whoever else is on that. The, but I the think there's more value in okay. Let's be honest. Um, it's probably going to be Dakota and EO that are going to win these titles. Um, Sasha and Naomi probably going to return and confront them. Yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, my guess is Sasha and Naomi win them back because Bailey's group is going to be bulletproof. Um, you're not going to hurt them by losing to Sasha and Naomi. And then guess what? That's where toxic attraction comes into the picture, and you have immediate heater to play against um, Sasha and Naomi. That'd be awesome, honestly. Yeah, I think, um, and I think that's where you bring them in. There's more value, in my opinion, doing that than bringing them in just to lose a second round tournament to match up to whomever. I can I agree with that. I mean, I would even see that they would be a benefit from getting to the finals. Uh, the left side of the bracket in the women's tournament. First round matchup: Tamina versus uh, Tamina and Dana Brooke versus Io Sky and Dakota Kai. 
obviously uh, Team Kai Sky is going to win that match. They did. That was one thing. Exactly. Yeah, they already already won. Duh. I said obvious. (laughs) Go take a piss. Uh, Other first round matchup, Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus uh, the almost superhero in Dewdrop. So we're getting Bliss and Asuka. The right side of the bracket, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah, because what the fuck else are we doing with Raquel? Uh, taking on Zaya Lee and Shotzi, because... Sure. Whatever. I, uh, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark versus Natalia and Sonya Deville is the other... Is the I, other I assume Natalia and Sonya are coming out of this side? Wait, well, no, that I, wouldn't make would, sense, because they're both heels. I would say Raquel, Raquel and, Ath- and Aaliyah make the most sense probably to come out of this side of the bracket. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'd agree. And then, yeah. Um, because because Raquel can just dominate through it, and then EO and Dakota can take her out and pick apart Aaliyah yeah. in the finals, and, and it makes sense. Um, do we know <coughs> when the finals of this is? Because they've announced the six-woman tag match at Castle of the Five. <coughs> right. Is the next the next pay per view after that would be um, the October one? I don't know what it's, it's brand Extreme is. Rules. Um. Yeah. Let's see here. Twenty twenty. Uh, I feel like I feel like if we're doing this, we we got to get this done faster, especially if you're going to Sasha and Naomi <laughs> back. Yeah. Yeah, because it goes um, Clash of the Castle September third, October eighth is extreme rules yeah so you're almost you're gonna have to get it done before then i mean is there is there an outside chance that we get this done the week before cash classic um probably because we've already had one match i'm gonna guess that there's a smackdown match this weekend yeah so that would be on the 12th um i would expect the other the, the second batch of uh, first round matchups would be the 15th and the 19th. Um, then your semifinal matchups could be the 22nd and 26th. You could do your finals on Monday night. We're all on the 29th. Yep. And then, and then have, have them with the belts or, or you do your finals, man, but you're going to have a hard, that's going to be a hard one because how do you, how do you fly? Sasha and Naomi, like, because my thought is, you do the finals at Clash at the Castle, and and then get confronted on the show by Sasha and Naomi. But I think you're risky flying those two overseas. Trying also finals on that show because one of the teams that would end up in the finals is in that six woman tag. Oh shit, you're right. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's almost. Yeah, no, you're right. Do the finals on the 29th. The obviously we're saying I think we're all probably in agreement here. EO and Dakota are winning the t- the titles. Well, I, 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 and I'm and I'm gonna go something crazy here because hello it's because Big Mac. I'm Big Mac. Um, what if Sasha and what if Sasha and Naomi actually wrestle at Clash of the Castle? I mean, it's possible, if, I suppose. What if what if, what if during the match, one or two of the, the the teammates of Bianca Belair get hurt, leading to Bianca needing two teammates to take on Team Bailey. 
at class at Cash and Classel, Castles in the Sky, the non Saudi Arabia show. Sand Castles and, in the Sand. Yes, and then it, it it it's Sasha and Naomi come out, leading to maybe we get for the first time in WWE history. Jim, get that button ready. What if we get a what if we get a false false spectacular where we get a little bit of war games for all the gold in the women's oh. division? In war games, war games, war games, war games. Uh, war game. Sign me the fuck up, man. Um, all the belts on the line. Someone's walking out with all the belts. Because where? Let me see here. Where is? Because because. You don't need to do two rings to do war games with six individuals. In war games! War games! War games! War games! <laughs> I just love that we're just going to keep doing it. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, Extreme Rules in Philly. Give, give, give me, yeah, give me that. Give me that. Like, even see, if you... The wheels start spinning and it's like... Fuck, man. That's good. That's real good. Yeah, that's some good shit. Or you could even, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, I mean Philly's arena is big. I don't know if Boston's any bigger because that's where Survivor Series is. But, like, if you if you wanted to, like, tell a l- little bit longer story, even if they, you know, do wrestle at uh, Sand, Sand Clashels in the Sand, um, <coughs> You could maybe play it out until Survivor Series in Boston in November. I see a man about a horse. Um, I see a man about a horse. <laughs> but yeah, no, I like that idea, Mike. I like that idea a whole heck of a lot. I think it'd be, I think it'd be fun to, and like I said, it doesn't. You don't have to do two rings, um, for that match because with only six competitors. I'm sorry it, for what match. Uh, war games. That's the war. war games. War games. War games. War games. Look, just I know it's say W's thing, but we should probably just call it blood and guts. Blood and guts. What about game wars? Uh, you could call it that. Games. War games. War games. War games. War I love this show. So um, yeah, so I, I, I back to the original topic though. Um, I, I would say NXT is still a necessity in some way, shape, or form. Does it need to be a weekly produced television show on the USA Network? No, I don't go that far. But also, so, some fun acts that they have right now in in NXT that I don't necessarily know what I would do with if they were on the main roster. Uh, there's a good feud going on between the Legato del Fantasma and Tony Meatballs and his Italian family. Um, I don't think that would necessarily be on a on a on a main show right now, but it's a good storyline. It, it's fun what they're doing. It's different. Um, so I, it's it's not necessarily. I don't necessarily need NXT be to, NXT to be a third brand anymore. Okay, because I have two brands with the Triple H drive behind it. But NXT going and being a developmental to establish the next wave because we are going to need another wave of talent because it is going to come a day where 
the Randy Orton's are, are not going to be there. Even the Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles of the world. Oh yeah, are, are, are eventually going to go. And you know, if that's here's Carmelo Hayes, here's Cameron Grimes, here's Braun Beaker, here's you know, Katana Chance and fucking Caden Carter coming up and taking the places of like Natty and Tamina, like. There's eventually going to come a time where we've got to have some kind of changeover, some kind of transition, and I and I'm not going to say that all of the people in NXT right now are slam dunks, but there's enough there where it, it they have enough people and pieces to where doing a one or a two hour show in the performance center, old school taping ways like when we used to go. Oh, here's four weeks of tapings on a on a Tuesday in June. Right. And then we'll, we're good until, you know, the next the next show. And then, okay, cool. Then we'll, we'll, we'll rip off four more in a month. And, you know, oh, and now you also can have those guys that are, you know, in the area be there more to do training classes and stuff like that and not have to worry about, oh, they got to go do this show tonight at the Performance Center on a Tuesday. So I, I think I think it needs to go back to being because it literally was built to be the third brand. Yeah. It's gotta go back to being who's next for the two brands. Because they can still have fun storylines. Uh Legato del Fantasma versus Tony Marinera and the fucking band of fucking Fugazis um would be a lot of fun on a one hour show. And doing clips and vignettes and all that leading into the the street fight tonight. It doesn't need to be a two-hour standalone show on USA for it to still be good. Yeah, no, it almost sounds like the model for, like, NXT UK makes more sense. I would agree with that assessment. Like, and I I can't say, look, you know me. I haven't watched NXT UK in probably Ever. Like a Ever. year and a half. Ever. No, I've seen episodes. I've definitely seen like four or five episodes overall. Joe, but who's, like, Joe, who's the NXT UK champion right now? Dragonoff. Wrong. He he relinquished the title last week. It's They're doing a tournament right now. Trick question. <laughs> well, damn. Look, but I do know who the champion is because I read the spoiler. Alert. Look, that's almost not fair. I'll give Joe the credit for having that answer. You ask, it, you ask most. It had four champions total, and he, he got and he got the most right. recent one right. I did get the most recent guy. I I would I would I, I would give Joe the credit on that one. You ask, I bet if you if you polled people on Twitter, like and if you could actually get a live real time answer from people, a lot of them would would say Dragonoff. I'd be willing if to bet. Ernest, he'd have said Davy Boy Smith. No, he just said he just said Gunther. <laughs> Who's Gunther's little friend? Kaiser roll him. Kaiser roll. Sorry, I'm trying to find something to snack on. I'm hungry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, 
like I yeah, to, to sum to sum it up, I, I think having NXT in some form or fashion, and here's the deal, like not I think not the the point, Joe, you made. I think that uh, from Road Dogs podcast, like not yeah. rushing people. Like I think te- ha- if you have like the greenest of the green people, put them on what is it, Level Up or whatever the the yeah. other NXT show. Use Which that. Kind of what they're doing right now. Use that. So have like the new uh, Saved by the Bell, the new class. Those are the, all the kids Correct. that just came in. Um, and then as they begin to develop and they're like ready to start the TV process, put them on level up. Once they've developed in there a little bit, then move them to so NXT. This, so you're telling me to use the exact thought process that we thought Tony Khan was going to use when he had dark and dark, starvation <coughs> dark, dark? Right. Instead of just putting every indie darling each week on the fucking shows, and then complain—never mind—I I will we'll <laughs> certainly get to, but then complain that you can't get everybody on your three hours of TV a week. Well, motherfucker, maybe stop putting Mance Warner in a title match. Whoa! Don't hate on Mance. It's not a hating on Mance. To hating on the, the way Tony books, and then crying because he can't fit everybody on the show. You're literally not hating the player; you're hating the game. That yes, thank you, Joe. Joe got it. Hold on. I still, I still will not accept this being a Mance Warner. No, slander podcast. it's it's not. It, it is not Mance slander. Okay, and this kind of. <laughs> And this kind of bleeds into my topic, so I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to continue. I don't want to continue if Joe's, if Joe's. No, 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 perfect timing. Okay, so this stems from this was a quote. Let me pull it up here. Um, Tony Khan was on like some. It was the called like the super superstar crossover. I think it was like a podcast he was on. Um, and. One of the quotes was, I can't get everybody on the show. It's challenging in some ways when you have three hours of TV. I get that if you're looking at a competitor that had seven hours of TV, the people in that company are twice as likely to be on TV. Side note, that is some fucking Steiner math right there. Um, (laughs) Three hours of TV versus seven hours of TV means you're twice as likely to be on TV. Not taking into account rosters different rosters roster sizes none of that literally three times two does not equal seven tony so steiner math um is he counting nxt in there uh he well yeah he must be if he said seven hours um which first off maybe that's the competition he's talking about because first off if he's talking about raw and smackdown being quote competition that's fucking adorable yeah because because like no just fucking no dude like you're it was it i just saw the other day it was one year from i don't know if it was just on twitter or on some podcast where chris jericho said within a year dynamite's gonna be beating raw in the ratings wow how much cocaine did he get which First off, I hate to tell you, Chris, when you're not on the same night beating somebody in the ratings, that's not how it works. Like, Chicago PD doesn't beat Law & Order SVU in ratings. They're on different nights. 
Like you have right. to be you have to be head to head to beat somebody. Right. Like the Cowboys don't score seventeen points against somebody on Sunday and but lose to a team that scored forty on Monday night football. That's right. A, that's literally not so, how competition works. But anyway, um the Cowboys lose to the bye week as well. Fuck off. <laughs> um but like let's I can't get everybody on the show. It's challenging in some way. So to me, like, and, and I'm looking at, at, you know, I looked at more of this article and he's praising his crew and his great team and that they've added people to, um, to like the talent relations side, which tells me, um, he's trying to create more of a, and cover your ears, AEW fans. Cause you're going to get your feelings hurt. He's creating more of a WWE like structure within his company. Why? Because running it as one fucking coked up fucking psychopath doesn't work. And they're right. already seeing breakdowns in that locker room. But my, my question specifically, now that I went on a Tony Khan rant, is AEW in more danger slash more desperate with Triple H leading WWE? Um, um. To me... I, I don't know if we're seeing them be more desperate yet because like right now they're in a good spot because Adam Cole has signed for X number of uh -huh. years and um, Strickland and Keith Lee and O'Reilly and I'm working on it and you know Bobby Fish and and all of that like a lot of these guys that would, I think, be a risk to return to WWE in a Triple H run WWE world are under contract for a few years. Um, yeah, exactly. However, uh, funny thing about contracts, people can also like, hey, I want out. Um, right. And then do you be do you be <laughs> have you lived long enough to become the villain where? <laughs> you don't release people when they want to release because that was what big bad Vince did. Right. Like yep. people want to be out of their job or want to be out of their contract, but Vince didn't release them and he was evil. So does Tony Khan become evil or does he actually let the, let these guys go and end up back because he knows they're going to end up back in WWE. Um, so I, I think right now we're seeing a little bit of concern to me. I'm seeing this as concern because the, the, the WWE has been the buzz of the wrestling world for the last two weeks. Um, and like, to me, what I've seen from WWE has seemed like more of a threat to AEW because the shows make sense. Um, mm -hmm. they look like they have been put together by adults, um, with, with clear conscience thought. Um, and, they have been featuring the women heavy, especially on Raw. Like, I, I clocked it last night. There wasn't, with the exception of um, fucking uh, Julia Hart, who was on the show for maybe two minutes max in the first hour, and Anna Jay randomly screaming and choking somebody out for 10 seconds, because that's apparently a gimmick now. Um there was no women in the first hour. There was a women's match at 9-10, and it lasted less than 10 minutes. 
and Thunder yeah, and because because Jade Cargrill had to to botch an entire show. That match was awful. Um, and then you had Thunder Rosa do like um awkward one minute backstage promo where Tony Storm was like, "I don't want to wrestle you for the title, but I want to be champion too." Um, that was all, that was all the women. That was it. There was at at most seven minutes of of women's wrestling wow. wrestlers. Well, maybe ten, because I guess it was seven minute match and, and maybe maybe three minutes otherwise on a two hour show. Like it's it's I think AEW is going to really start getting exposed for what they can't do because WWE everything was just with, with Vince things were just kind of this crazy image of what was being drawn up in a. 73 year old pervert's head right now you have it run by a guy who ran nxt and and ran it well and also has the hindsight to be able to see maybe things that he did wrong um fix them on a bigger scale i I think the other thing is the guy that's running the ship was running the ship when a lot of those people were part of the ship and he's worked with the people that are still on the main roster in ring and behind the scenes that I think he has a level of trust that Tony Khan will never get because Tony Khan has, and will never step foot in an actual wrestling ring. You know, here was an interesting question I heard on, on a podcast I was listening to this week. Um, do you think people in, in the back of AEW wrestlers specifically respect Tony Khan? Uh, it's an interesting question, actually. You're right. I, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say, with the exception of the guys who are the executive producers of the show, I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to say no. They respect Matt and Nick. They respect Kenny. Um, they, they kind of listen to what Tony has to say because of their respect for the guys that are the executive vice presidents. Mm-hmm. Let's be real. One of them already fucking left. Yeah. And there will come a day where that story really comes to the fucking floor. Oh man, I can't wait for that day. Um, and, and that's and, and you know, kudos where kudos do there. Cody is never been that guy. He wasn't that guy when he got released from WWE that went on this big slander campaign. Because he's a professional. He knows he thing. knows how to be a professional. One day that conversation will come to the forefront. And yeah, once he once be, he's retired and he settles into whatever, or, or once if something happens in AEW, stops being a thing, or that yeah, he's, he's well, never gonna go in there and be a reason why Kenny, Matt, and Nick, those guys are are back on the Indies permanently because Con like he's never gonna be that malicious. Yeah, no, as long as AEW is a thing, he he's not going to do that. Do that. Yeah, at least not for the foreseeable future. Um, what I will say, though, I don't think that they do uh, respect him. I think there's a lot of people that are questioning, A, their, uh, the reason why they signed him to Tony, with the exception of the dollar signs. Um, yeah, I, say, I think they respect the money he's, he gives them. Oh, and I, and I mean, I think that's something that... And the platform. You know, a lot of people... But a lot of people in... in and I'm going to look at the Twitter industry here. You know, a lot of people in the wrestling community... Oh, why do people stay with WWE? Is it only for the paycheck? I'm sorry. Um, there's a lot yeah. of people right now in AEW that can feel the exact same way. Um, to be real here, 
uh, there's a certain individual right now that, that just married into one of the best wrestling families in all of history. Yes. Um, that ain't being fucking used. Yeah, he's in the trios tournament. But Andrade would be doing a hell of a lot more with Hunter in fucking WWE now than he would or is ever going to do with Tony. Unless they put him in Ring of Honor. Because he's not getting TV time in AEW. Miro's not getting TV time. But we got to keep fucking shelling out 51-year-old Sting. We got to keep sitting on our computers and waiting for the cult of personality to come out. Maybe Max was right. Maybe Tony Khan is just a fucking mark. You fucking mark! Yeah, I, I, and I mean, here's the thing too. Like, I've never, I've never quite understood the, uh, they're just staying in WWE for the money. There's a, there, there's how many people are going to wake up tomorrow morning and go to a job that they're unhappy with or not, maybe not even that they're unhappy with, but that they're, they would love to go somewhere else. Sure, but they have a great benefits package where they work, or they, you know, they've been there long enough that they're making That's good money. You hit somebody, you got to be consoled by your whole fucking team. You know, like I, I think that like this notion of like they're just staying, yeah, because they're in a great spot. They were the number one company in their industry. There's so many people. Like people forget that, that that these wrestling companies and these wrestlers, it's their job. I mean, like, let's let's com- let, let's compare it to the 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 world leader in sports, ESPN. That is one hundred percent of all people that went to school for sports broadcasting, myself included. It was my the dream. End goal, the end goal was ESPN. Yeah. How many people in the end goal? then leave ESPN to go to Fox Sports, to go to Sirius, to go to wherever. Yeah, they're working for the worldwide leader, but you know, when that paycheck's got a couple extra zeros at the end, you're willing to you're willing to kind of break your allegiance if it if it means a financial payday for your family. Like let's be real here. Nobody's bigger than the paycheck. Um but I personally think that they're in danger regardless because these contracts are going to expire. Yeah. Um and if they're not going to sit here and develop new stars, you can only wield 51-year-old Sting out there for so long. You can only wield out broken-boned CM Punk for so long before things start becoming stale very quickly. Are, are um, you making Sting younger? I don't know. Well, you keep saying 61, isn't he? <laughs> 61, 101, your mom's a one. I don't fucking he, care. He's like at least like 60-something. You know what? I'm more sick and tired of the fact that he's going to be the newest member of House of Black. All right, let's let 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 let's do we we do this on three CT when he, when we start discussing wrestler ages. Uh, Craig, how old is Sting? He's sixty-two. He is not sixty-two. Mike, how old is Sting? Fifty-eight. He is not fifty-eight. Joe, how old is Sting? Sixty-four. Oh, so close. Craig, you were the closest without going over. He is 63 years old. Oh. 63. He just turned 63 in March. And he's had more pay-per-view matches on the AEW roster than Miro. 
Yeah. And people he was are wondering why people don't want to be there anymore. Right. And, and, and that's, that's the thing, man. And, and like for all of the reasons that people said, you know, everybody's going to look over, over to AEW from WWE. Well, if, if the WWE can continue the trend that they're on and I get it, like the, it's new and fresh right now. The triple H thing is new and fresh, Sure. but if they can continue this trend, because here's the thing, NXT kept getting better. So why 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 do we believe that Raw and SmackDown can't with Triple right. H in charge? Especially if you can get rid of Bucky fucking Beaver Kevin Dunn, and you can start replacing some of the dunderheads that were just kiss asses to Vince McMahon for years, and actually structure the company the way Triple H wants it. Like yeah, start getting rid of those people that were just staying around for the paycheck. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So as these contracts begin to grow old and grow stale and then expire. WWE is the cool new toy to go to mm-hmm. as opposed to AEW. And when that starts happening more and more, if guys start asking for their release, because here's the deal, like Marco Stunt, I think what he got out of his deal early, nobody gives a fuck about Marco Stunt. I'm sorry. Nobody cares. Joey Janela's not back. Nobody cares. But like Cody left. The guy who started the revolution went back to the place that the revolution created or that created the revolution, right? Like the reason that he did the, the, the indie riffic tour of the world and then started AEW was because of WWE. And where mm-hmm. is he? He's fucking back. And he said, it's the only world title he wants to win <laughs> because you were dumb enough to write it into your story of your new company that he can't ever win it. Like I get it. You don't want him to win it right out off the bat because he's the boss. Okay, then just don't have him win it. You're literally writing the show. Yeah, but six months later, we gave the title to Kenny Omega. Right. And they're going to give the first trio's titles to the to the Bucks and Omega. So, you know, you literally don't care if the people running the show get the belts. But yet you said that Cody could never win it. What kind of fucking lunacy is that? Like he created, he created the thing. So yeah, I, I, it's, it's the, the, the direction I, I think is, is the, the thing to watch. But Joe, I don't, did you actually get a chance to answer this question? No, not yet. No. Um, so my thought process here is I don't think that AEW is in imminent trouble. And I say that because at the end of the day, I know you guys both have already mentioned it. And you're right. Sooner or later, this would not be the fail safe that it is now. But right now, they have a lot of guys and girls under pretty long contracts. We're talking like three to five years, some of them, you know. And that's going to mean like, yes. People can get out of contracts. There's always. I heard something. <laughs> yeah, people can always get out of contracts. People can find ways out of employment. That is factual. But still, it's unlikely that 40 guys are going to do that all at once. Like, you might lose one or two people in the next few years, but you're not losing everybody. I think one thing that most of us would agree with, if Triple H had become put in charge 
of everything the way he has now about three years ago, half that roster isn't in AEW. Half those guys don't leave. They probably would have gotten actual good runs on the main roster. I mean, isn't... they would have at the very least gone over with the same characters. Like Undisputed Era would be on Raw right now. As there's, I mean, to... there's reports. I don't know if he actually said it or not, but there's reports that Cole has said to people that if Triple H was in charge, he would have stayed in WWE. Right? Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Which, if thing, he like... stays, you know. This guy doesn't. That guy doesn't leave. Fish doesn't leave. Yeah. Roddy Strong is actually happy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So that's the thing. Like, right now, a few months ago, when Tony Khan was like going out there signing all these guys, and we've all given him flack for signing a million new people. But maybe it turns out it wasn't the worst idea because now, guess what? Like, a bunch of these guys, your Keith Lees, your Claudio Castagnoli's, your Daniel Bryan's, your, you know, a lot of these guys might have been willing to go ahead and jump back over to WWE. I mean, look, we're seeing it with like Kyrian Cross and we're seeing it with Dakota Kai and, and EO Sky and stuff. These are people who were released from their contracts and were still out on the market. So WWE was able to sign them back. Triple H was able to sign them back. Tony Khan went and he signed guys like Keith Lee without actually having an idea what to do with Keith Lee and just kind of had him sitting on the sideline for months. And like, yeah, now Keith Lee's on TV every week, but there's a lot of those guys that I just feel like he, he was probably right. Signed those contracts when he did not being able to have any idea of this. I mean, unless his cousin Nick like gave him insider info that Vince was going to go down, but Otherwise, I don't think he could have had any kind of foresight. That I mean, Cross and Scarlet. I remember. I remember seeing. I don't, I don't know if it was on a podcast they were on or just like Scarlet on Twitter. But I remember somebody like asking her if they would ever go back to WWE, and she was straight up like, "No." Yeah. And yet, here we are. Right. Because she wouldn't go back to Vince's WWE. Right. Triple H's WWE is a very different thing. And, and, look, and look, up until about two weeks ago, none of us envisioned that this was going to be the day and age that we lived in. Like, and and what, like, look at I the con. That, I think that means that I, and I think not, not to be that guy, but I think that proves the point of the question. You know, Tony Khan signed all those guys because two weeks ago, things were completely different. Yeah. In two years when those contracts are up, Who's to say they resign? Right. No. And that's what I was saying. Like, I don't think that AEW is in an imminent trouble, but I do think that possibly two, three years from now, we could be talking on a whole different story. I think that they're in trouble now. I think they're in trouble in the future. Because you tell me right now, going to a coked up asshole who's telling people, I don't have enough time for the talent I already have. If you have an offer from both shows, you really dying to to go to a show that you may not get TV time on. Ring of Honor doesn't even have a TV show yet; they have all the titles. Right. I mean, I'm at the point now where cool Claudio's a world champion for a company that has no TV, has had two shows in the last six goddamn months, 
and you have no idea when the next one is. Adam Cole got hurt at a co-branded show with New Japan. He's not going to Japan anytime soon. He's not going to wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom. There's nothing that those guys are bringing to the table that, that benefits Adam Cole. But in three years, when that contract's up, and he's still, what, 35? He might go back to go go hang out with Hunter. Oh, yeah. He may, he may get his release. I, I mean, I'm sorry. We've already proven that Tony Khan's willing to let Cody walk. No, look, this is this is the thing that, like, it changes the answer for everybody. Like, even on our show here, we've talked about, like, oh, John Moxley would never go back to WWE. Again, John Moxley would have never gone back to Vince's WWE. I don't know that I think that John Moxley wouldn't go back to Triple H's WWE. I think there's a part of him that would love to go back to Triple H's WWE because I think he'd actually get to be the top guy. In right. If 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 WWE. over over the next couple you know months and years, if if the if you create a product that while it is still going to be sports entertainment, but it's it's presented in a way that is still on the serious side. Right. Like what? I mean, besides, you know, Mox having the ability to bleed a gusher every time he steps into a ring, what what, what is that much different? You know what I mean? G- g- going forward yeah. than the two companies. Like, I mean, there really is. So, so the main difference is, you know, John gets to work the style that John wants to work in, in AEW. Um, because of the, the no restrictions of TV 14 and all that bullshit. Um, I'm of the notion now, um, I think John is one of those guys that I don't necessarily know that I think goes back. I think okay. he's where he's at. I think he's could be worried about the traveling schedule becoming a thing again. Showing yeah. up to work one day a week and taking home a paycheck that's probably comparable to what he was making on a four or five night a week paycheck. WWE. One, he still gets to do GCW, right? And, which so you're now ne- you're honest. you're not getting that chance with WWE. True. So I like John's a guy where it's like, no, John's probably content where he's at. Again, I don't want to speak for him. I don't know him. Just playing devil's advocate, right, right. But but an Adam Cole who has made zero independent wrestling appearances <sighs> since he signed. Kyle O'Reilly zero internet. Bobby Fish, same way. Miro, same way. Andrade, with the exception of Ric Flair's last match, where he was wrestling with his father-in-law. Uh, yeah, that one. That one's dead. definitely outside the rule. So, you know, Samoa Joe, Ring of Honor, but that's technically Tony Khan presents wrestling. He hasn't wrestled on a on a GCW show. He hasn't wrestled on a Mm-mm. Josh Barnett Bloodsport, anything like that. Yeah, if, if you're wrestling Ring of Honor, you're wrestling AEW. So I'm I'm thinking wow that was a hell of a fucking hack for that kid. Um, I'm just of the mindset now that Mox is the one that got what he wanted. He got to be the indie darling while also being on the on, on the roster. I necessarily don't think he goes anywhere. But these guys that that are now limited in what they can do outside of Tony Khan presents wrestling, I could potentially see them 
doing going back to WWE because if I'm going to sit here and be a part of a show that I may not even be on. Is this week's Rampage two hours? I don't know. Somebody said that on Twitter. because they're like, this It was me because th- this is the lineup for Rampage tomorrow night. Parker Boudreaux versus Sonny Kiss. Gun Club ver- versus Danhausen and Eric Redbeard. Sammy and Tay versus Dante and Sky Blue. We hear from AEW Tag Champ Swerve in Our Glory. We hear from FTW Champ Hook. Brian Danielson returns. And Orange Cassidy versus Arya Davari. There's no way you fit all that into an hour. Right? I mean, I suppose you can. Just might I mean, I get like the we stuff. hear from is usually some fucking pre-tape deal. Right. But that's still... One, two, three, four matches, and three like promo segments. Yeah, but a few of those matches will probably just be squashes. Well, yeah, Park, I Park, mean Parker Boudreaux is going to murder Sonny Kiss. Yeah, because you know Sonny Kiss is a huge part of our company, and um, you know is going to be featured because um, you know we're diverse and inclusive and all of this and. Sunny Kiss is going to be featured in a great way on AEW TV. How'd that work out three years later? Right. They used her as a cheerleader, and she's been on Dark. Now she gets a match on Rampage, or she's going to get murdered in two seconds. Yeah, exactly. By a guy who's literally not signed on your to your company, right? No, I think he is now. Is he actually all elite? I believe so. Because I don't, I don't know that I actually. I thought he was just. Even if he's not, he's going to end up being all elite. Because if not, I'm sorry, he was one of Triple H's biggest signings. Why wouldn't Triple H go get him back? True. Um. Yeah. I, I, so yeah, he's not. He's not been officially announced, but yeah, he's he's in the realm. But again, we go back to that. What. What was the quote? What was the quote here? Um, I don't have enough time to get everybody. I can't get everybody on the show. It's challenging in some ways when you have three hours of TV. Okay, so so you're literally going to squash a member of your roster by somebody who's not officially on your roster. So let let me, me, I guess, because I didn't actually get to make up my comment on the quote because we, we went into the actual topic. Um, for those of you at home, you AEW fans, you, maybe you should look at your fearless leader as a rumpus room child. Because to me, this comes off as this isn't fair that I don't get more time for my show that I chose to sign to be on this network, that I chose to be on TBS and TNT. You know, poor pitiful me. I'm I'm sorry. Are you are you in the middle of a TV contract? I'm sorry. Are you trying to use this as leverage to sign a new contract so that you have more money to come in to replenish your funds? To sign more band of misfit toys to be on your roster? Maybe this is a conversation you should be having with Discovery and the media group. Not on a wrestling podcast. Because here's the thing, bud. 
us, we're not picking up the phone and telling Warner Media or Discovery Media Group, hey, give AEW more time. Because what's the alternative? Watching Ice Road Trucker reruns on Discovery Channel? No. No, 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 no one is bending over backwards to help you get more TV time to fill your void. Here, you decide in your infinite wisdom to push Dark. And dark, Dark Elevation Dark. And Rampage. Make those shows matter. Instead of having a car crash of a, of a filming at, at Universal at one, once a month, like old school NXT, and ripping through 10 episodes of Dark Elevation over the course of one day, make it a two-day taping. Make some of those matches actually mean something. Have Pac come out and defend the title every once in a while, that brand new Mid-Atlantic Championship that for some God knows fucking reason you need another singles title. Yeah, that hasn't been seen on AEW TV since it was won. But it was on dark. They they showed the match against uh, take a shit a. Uh, oh, on, you you mean yeah? Cool. They showed it on the show. That that yeah. That doesn't count. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Poor pitiful you. Use the assets that you have to your ability. Social media is something that everybody is on. TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Use those things. Make AEW Dark Elevation every Monday night. Hell, put a fuck, put the fucking Mid-Atlantic Championship match once a month on that. Let Pac defeat someone who isn't part of your roster to build the prestige of that title on that show. What bad is that going to do? Instead, we're getting the, uh, let's see, Dark Elevation number 75. This was the show. Ruby Soho and Sky Blue over Megan Myers and Nikki Victory in 3 minutes and 11 seconds. Parker Bourgeois over Casey Carrington in a minute 37. Athena over Queen Amanitia in 3 minutes. The Baddies, Kiera Hogan and Leslie Gray over Alice Crowley and Freya States in 2 minutes. The Dark Order, Reynolds and Silver over a random tag team in 2.13. And the Lucha Bros over the Wingmen in four minutes and 50 seconds. Give me two 15-minute matches in that time frame. Give me two promos for the, the, the show in two days and a recap of what happened on fucking Rampage on Friday night. And that show is now an hour-long product that you can then sell even better as part of your library. Instead, I don't have enough TV time. Poor pitiful me. <clears throat> Going back to the you either die a hero or become the villain, um, I can't wait until there's another hour of Dynamite. Oh, God. I can't wait. It's com- it's coming. I can't wait. Like, I, I literally, like, I can not, I can't explain to you how much I want there to become a third hour of Dynamite <laughs> or a second hour of Rampage every week. Like, I want that so bad. Because I want everybody who, for years, three hour three hours of Raw is awful. Why do we have three hours of Raw? You're right. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's not three fun. Hours of fucking Raw is not fun. Joe Joe fell asleep. Oh, there he is. He's back. I'm back. We're all sleeping everything. Okay. 
You don't know this about Joe? Before? No, it's fucking hilarious to watch this. Yeah, just watch the, on YouTube, please do. Just to watch the fucking phone just collapse. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> it's only happened like four times. It's fine. So far. Four times so far. You give it a little bit more time and it uh it'll happen again. But yeah. Um I I, I do think that, that that over the next <laughs> I think I think <laughs> I think over the next you know, a few weeks, a few, you know, a few months. If, if the direction of WWE continues the way it has been and, and, and um, the, the, the reviews of the new WWE continue to shine, I think we're going to see Tony so, become more and more unhinged. Here's my question to you guys. If I guess I, I you guys are right. I like, I agree with you guys. I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. But two questions here, because I think one thing we're gonna we can agree on is we do want AEW to exist. Absolutely. Having another big company, having actual, not gonna call them competition to WWE, but having a second like television company in the country is a good thing for the wrestling business as a whole. But the question is, I think then. If AEW is quote unquote in trouble from this situation. What can they do to counterbalance that? Get Tony Khan a booking committee and get him the fuck away from being the main storyline writer. Yeah. Bring in, okay. bring, in res- bring in wrestling people that actually know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, like, I get it. Like, Tony Khan Presents Wrestling is, is fun and games for Tony Khan Presents Wrestling. Um, but he needs to trust the guys that he has. He right. needs to let Kenny have more of an impact. He needs to let, you know, Phil from Chicago, you know, have a little bit more input. John, Brian, you know, if he can go get Road Dog before Triple H scoops him back up, you know, there are pieces out there that can help him turn the problem into the solution. Because here's the thing. Right. There's a, there's a possibility that, that Maxwell does come back at some point to AEW. There's also a strong possibility that Maxwell doesn't. Right. It is what it is. But let's look at the young guys that they have that are probably signed to short-term contracts. Hook. Let the Triple H Express get behind that guy. Right. Absolute Ricky Starks. Oh, I think I think Starks is WWE bound when that deals up. Powerhouse Hobbs, like Starks is a fucking sports entertainer. Yeah, great wrestler, but that that dude. You want to talk Young Rock? It's not a TV show. It's fucking yep. Ricky Starks, man. Hundred percent. He's so good, and he's only getting better. And I, I the the stuff Triple H could do with him in WWE. I mean. Holy hell. He's yeah, yeah, I think he's WWE bound. Okay, so out of their young guys, we're we're, we're talking about the guys that have signed there. Adam, Kyle, Keith Lee, Miro, Andrade. <laughs> guys like that. I think the bigger concern is the guys that Tony's kind of scooped up like the 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 Triple H of the old school NXT era where it was like 
oh, the internet is talking about you, here's a contract for two years. Oh. Tell me right now, the like I said, the Ricky oh. Starks of the world, the uh, powerhouse Hobbs of the world, the hooks of the world. Uh, let John Silver and Alex Reynolds become free agents. They'd be a great tag team in NXT. Do I think their main roster stays? No, but I think Triple H appreciates tag team wrestling. I think that's some that's a team that he could scoop up real quick and, and do something with. You know, I, I'm I, I think there's there there's some severe thoughts here that could be a little bit more in danger than they think. Um, they've got to come up with their own guys to start pushing more. You can't rely on the old guard anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, let Jungle Boy be a thing. Let uh, Darby stop being in car crash matches just for the shits and giggles of it. Um, I think th- that those are those are two pillars of, of the quote four pillars that you need. Because here's the thing: what happens if Britt Baker decides to leave? How long before Adam Cole wants out? Or vice versa, yeah. Well, I think Britt has the better opportunity of being out first because she was signed first. Oh, that's fair. So if Britt's contract's up first, oh, she can't be a dentist anymore if she does that. But why can't she? If she's part of Friday Night SmackDown, she takes she closes the office on Fridays. She does her house show on Sunday. She's back Monday morning first thing for work. She can work from Monday through Thursday. You don't say they need her. I mean, sure, on, on a one-off, you might have her on Raw. Okay. Right, I mean, she wrestles on Wednesdays right now. Sometimes Fridays. So, you know, and when you're running a dental practice, like, you have other dentists. Exactly. Like, you have multiple DMDs. Like, my, you know... Now, like my dentist has one main dentist, but I know many offices that have multiple dentists. Like the vet that we took my dog to had multiple doctors. So sometimes you're going to see this doctor. Next time you take the, take the dog, you see this doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not just one. Because if that person goes down, then you're screwed. Correct. So yeah, I I think I think that they're in in some. I'm not going to say we're at the Titanic and the band is sitting there saying, it's been an honor to play with you all while they know they're getting ready to die. But, you know, this might be iceberg dead ahead. And it's, and it's because of the decision-making of Tony to not have other people be involved with him in the booking of what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Well, and we so we were talking about, we were kind of talking about we we danced around it. Adam Cole, Britt Baker, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, an infinite number of people that we've we've kind of danced yep. around, which is kind of a, a. I think he did. Joe, you are you awake? Hey, Joe. He might be gone, man. He might be fresh out. Hey Joe. Hey Joe, we're we're talking Joe, we're hold on. Joe, we're talking about Austin Theory. What? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my! All right, just making making sure you're still breathing, buddy. Um. <laughs> so we were kind of dancing around it, Mike. So I think it's like a good it's a good transition to your topic. It is. Uh, my topic for this week's uh, show was of the, the the people that have been released in the last however many months. Um, now that Triple H has taken over, we've seen the return of uh, Killer Karrion Cross and Lady Scarlet. We've seen the return of um, Dakota Kai. We've seen the call-up of EO Sky, Bailey's return, even though she wasn't released. Um, who is next in that wave um, that you could see coming back and being a part of Either the Raw or SmackDown roster. You don't have to say which roster you want them on. Or even back in the NXT fold, we saw Dexter Loomis this week um, make a creepy return. I don't, I don't get this, but whatever. I'll. I mean, he's a fucking creepo, though. Yeah. So um, like, he can be, he can do a creepy thing. I would almost rather him do a creepy thing, like involving the person that everybody knows that he was in storyline with when he left. To randomly show up on Raw and be like arrested, it's just like, did AJ did AJ Styles try to sleep with Indy Hartwell? Like, since he's been released, like, is is Dexter fighting for her love again? I mean, I think there's a lot that you know that that whole car crash shit. Like, are we saying that that was Dexter? I'm wondering, or if it has something to do with Dexter. Because if it doesn't, where the fuck is that going? Let's let's let's. I mean, why else would he be arrested? Yeah, because like he didn't try to jump the rail. No, right? it was before he even got to the rail. Right, they, he got he got caught. So to me, I think he I think he's the car crash. Okay, that would make sense. And there was a tweet from WWE that said that, that Dexter Loomis crashed Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Play on words. So yeah, I, I I think I think that that could be playing into it. Okay, well, if if he is, I, I still wonder, does this have anything to do with AJ Styles, or was it just AJ was in the closing segment, and we're gonna find out more about why Dexter wrecked the car uh, on a later episode of Monday Night Raw? I hope that it has nothing to do with Dexter versus AJ because I don't necessarily know that I think Dexter versus AJ has a lot of. Yeah, I don't. Play. I don't think it's an AJ thing. Um, you know, hey, if Dexter Loomis is part of Judgment Day, like that would be interesting. He's kind of creepy enough to be a part of them. I mean, I, I, I'm just of the mindset right now when it comes to Dexter that there are some things that were left cliffhangery, a lot more cliffhangery than Killer Cross on Friday night whenever he came out and beat the shit out of Drew McIntyre and confronted Roman. Scarlet put the hourglass, tick-tock, tick-tock. Um, so, before we get into to who you want to see come back next, on a scale of, like, 1 to 10, 1 being, go back to Tony Khan Presents Wrestling, 10 being, oh my god, this might be a great idea. Karrion Cross ending Roman Reigns' title run? Because I'm, because personally, I'm sitting at like a seven or an eight. Uh, it's probably yeah. It's it, I'm always gonna say probably around a seven. It's higher than 
If you would have, if you, if you would have said this to me three weeks ago, you would have been like, "No, go fuck yourself." It would have been like a two, yeah, or one. Carrying Cross with no Scarlet, yeah, go fuck yourself. Right, because the last time we saw Carrying Cross in WWE, he was he was Wish dot com demolition. Correct. Um, now it's the presentation that he should have had from the jump. Like I understand that Scarlet had a had a leaky implant. Okay, don't debut him until she's able to come back. Yeah, say, it's literally say you you day. again. The the same thing that I I, I said that that. AEW got gets wrong so many times. You write the show. Somebody doesn't debut until you write them to do so. Get it right. You have one chance. I mean, obviously you can you can write wrongs, but you you have you have one great chance to make that first impression. The the minute that he came out and God knows whatever that outfit was. Probably something Joe would wish Austin Theory would wear. <laughs> making, sure, making sure he's still there. Um, he d- dead, dead. Never stood a shot after that. Nope. Um, but yeah, I, 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 dude, like right now, the way it's presented, definitely over a six. Well, out of the guys on the main roster right now, like. I'm, I I don't want to see Drew McIntyre in there. I, I don't want it to be true. I don't want it to be A-Town down with the briefcase. Fuck no. Sorry, Joe. That's fair. Uh, there's just, there just isn't a lot on that main roster. Seth? Until, even him, he... You've had him not win the title for 800 days. You're going to have him end a thousand-day title run? No. Well, I mean, you could win a Rumble match and get a shot yeah, at Mania. But- yeah, but that's that's another two hundred days. From sure, now. sure. Carrying Cross seems to be something that may happen before in the Survivor Series future. You know, you know. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, if you give me now till Survivor Series to to tell me Cross is the one that takes the title from him, there ain't anybody else on that main roster right now healthy, right? That I'm like, yeah, sure, I want that over Carrying Cross. Because if this character is going to be the NXT character where he's like just psychoic suplexing people on their head and fucking hitting them with fucking running elbows to the back of the head and being the ass kicker, like, I'm all in. Like, give me Karrion Cross versus Roman Reigns in a fucking absolute bloodbath of a hard-hitting match at one of those shows. All in. You know, he escapes clinging to his life for the titles to, to, to walk out with the belts. I'm all for it. I'd much rather that than, oh, here's him beating another useless member of the roster. Why? Right. All right. Back to the question at hand, though. Of the people that have been released, of the people whose contracts have expired, that have not gone to Tony Khan Presents Wrestling, um, who is it that you're hoping to see return to a WWE ring now that the Triple H uh, administration has begun? Um, are we giving Joe a chance? Or should I just go? <laughs> just go. Okay. Um, I have two. Um, I have one that's currently in AEW that I'll that I'll mention mm-hmm. uh, later. But the the first one at the top of my list is 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 Bray. Like to to me, it doesn't have to be the Fiend. It doesn't have to be 
the weird Southern cult leader. Um, it can it can be a new version of Bray Wyatt. It can be hell. It could be Wyndham Six. Like let let this guy have a reasonable bit of control. Because I think that was the the rumored breakdown is is that yeah. Vince wanted more control of the character. It was something that Bray kind of envisioned and created in his mind. And there's a breakdown there. Um, so you work together to, to make something great. Um, you know, and, and, and to bring him back in, like to me, the the one of one of the greatest rivals he he ever had, and it's a guy that, you know, is, is going to need and can always bring out the best in somebody, and a guy who's bulletproof is Seth Rollins. Like, Rollins is out there doing the Rollins thing. I hurt Riddle, and Randy's gone, and I need somebody to wrestle. <laughs> you know, the, the the Seth Rollins deal. And, you know, lights go out, and they come back up pretty quick because WWE knows how to do a lights-out spot. Um, and, 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 and Bray's back. Or Wyndham Six is here. Or whatever it's going to be. But, man, get that guy again this is assuming he wants to be but i think based on the social media posts we've seen from him this week that dude loves wrestling mm -hmm. like yo <laughs> sign me up um but get get bray get windham six get him on my tv man please get him on my tv soon uh, he's definitely on my list um, of the names that I want to see make a return. Um, obviously, biggest Johnny Gargano fan in the world, I believe here. So, uh, give me Johnny Wrestling back. Um, I mean, personally, I would have preferred him make a return and it end up being the re the reunion of DIY with uh, our good friend Tomato Champs. But if it is helping his son, Austin Theory cash in money in the bank and become a world champion, seeing how Roman Reigns called out his dad. Um, maybe this is the way. Yeah. We get a re reunion of him and Candice and Theory and, and maybe even bring Indy up and bring the entire way up to the main roster. Um, and this can eventually lead to Johnny going face and having Johnny versus Theory because father versus son has worked so many other times. See uh, Mysterio v. Mysterio. Because I think that's coming sooner rather than later, too. Um, and it's gone. <laughs> Joe, you really miss Ernest, don't you? Oh, my God. For those of you at home that are not watching on YouTube. Please go, go to watch. the Take 3 Wrestling YouTube page. Jesus, please go watch. Is that what it's on? Is that is it on its own feed? I think no. I I still think it's on the Ernestly speaking page. I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. I'll I'll make sure that Ernest uh, or I plug it whenever the show releases. I'll put it on Twitter. Because I don't. Did he ever get last week's? I don't know if, if last week's ever got updated. I don't know if if the YouTube did or not. I think the the, the feed did. Oh no! Finally did two yeah two hours two yeah two hours ago two days ago. Um. But yeah, we'll we'll make sure that that this that this one yeah. gets up a little bit quicker. Yes. Um, 
because you need to watch the saga that is Joe's video feed <laughs> from this episode. Oh my god, I'm literally sitting here typing out different uh, different headlines. Uh, we've renamed the show the Take Two Wrestling Podcast. Huh. <laughs> Um, aside from, uh, Wyndham, uh, and of course, Johnny wrestling, um, another name that I've seen floated around that I would like to see make a return. Um, I would enjoy, and, and maybe, I, maybe I'm in the, the small, the small minority here. <laughs> oh shit. Um, Oh god, I lost my train of thought. Fuck. Don't tell him. Shh. I, I won't. Okay. Um. Damn, who is it that I was thinking about? <laughs> oh. I just drew a blank. I have another one. All right, go ahead. Cause I um. Think about this one. Because I did. I did. I did a, a one man, one woman. Uh, okay. Tegan Knox. Yes. I like whether Knox. it's it's, um. Uh, the Bailey and her shield, um, or uh, the, you know, won the women's tag titles, or uh, Dakota goes to SmackDown, or you know, or wins the Raw women's title, or something at some point, um, and is out there like, you know, I'm the best. Nobody can ever stop me. Look at this run I'm on. I'm untouchable. Bam. Tegan's music hits. Her her one or like biggest foil from NXT. You know the, the the split of that team, um, and I yeah, I think that is a tremendous that's a tremendous feud for for Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. I I would agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, I, I like I like that uh, re addition. Um, I I think that there's a couple other um, like, like there aren't any big names. Like I don't like I don't expect like an Eric Redbeard to make a return. I don't. Expect. I don't want Eric Redbeard to return. He can. I, I really, he can stay on Rampage. I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Um, but another female's name that I want to bring up. I don't think she will come back. Um, and that's Mia Yim. Um, I think that her in the Triple H, uh, WWE regime, uh, would be a lot better used than the way she was towards the end with Reckoning and fucking. Oh yeah that bullshit so um i wouldn't be supposed to see a mia yim return i think she only comes back if and this is the this is the guy that is in AEW because i know we were specifically talking about people who are unsigned Bass but robinson glory but yeah keep give me keith lee back and to me i think this is simple go right back to the point where the main where, where the wwe audience was introduced to keith lee um lesnar's in a rumble Lesnar clears the fucking ring, and then guess what? Bask in that motherfucking glory. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me that glory. big oh big boy moment one more time, and actually just have Keith Lee be fucking Keith Lee from here on out. He's not a bear cat. He's not fucking. Just let let Keith Lee. He's not some big guy in a singlet with no beard. Fuck all of that. Let Keith Lee be Keith Lee. Um, another name that I think I would like to see make a return, um, and I think you'd have to go back to the NXT brand, uh, for the release to really be anything, um, 
give me give me Timothy Thatcher back. Okay, uh, you know his stuff with, with, when he was when he was feuding with like the Onis of the world and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't mind seeing him part of the Diamond Mine with Roddy. Um, I think he's a guy that I think would be a lot of fun to bring back. Um, Here's one. But... Oh, Joe's awake. If 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 you guys haven't already named it, I don't know what you've named everyone. Um, but a little bit more off the beaten path. Go a little bit further back in time. Uh, give me back Big Cass. Yo. I don't need Enzo. I don't want Enzo. Only because he's proven himself to be a trash human. If it wasn't for that, I'd be like, bring them back as a unit because they should have been one of the most over tag teams on the planet. But... Enzo's a trash human. Leave him in the dumpster. Dude, let's be honest. The the Hardy Boys derailed Enzo and Cass on the main roster. Because yeah. they, they were going to win the tag titles at, at WrestleMania Roller Coaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until until Matt and Jeff got back in the fold. Like the minute, the minute, like, cause I can only imagine that conversation. Like, all right, you guys are going over, pal. You're going to get the titles. Oh, uh, hey, pals. I got uh, I got these old guys back. Sorry, we'll we'll get you the next time around. I promise. <laughs> yeah. Womp womp. But the thing <laughs> is, too, like when Cass started his singles run in WWE, it had a lot of potential, and then he got injured or like a bunch of stuff happened. He I'm blew his knee out in I, the match against Enzo. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I think if you bring him back. And give him another shot because look, Triple H is proving with almost. I don't know how successful this is going to be, but if you watch Raw, you see this. They're still trying to push almost. There's still space for like big guys in Triple H's WWE, but there's more space for big guys who can also wrestle. And that's something that Cass has. Yeah, for real. And that dude, lo- I mean, you know, when when you had him in before, um, you know, he was just a big dude. Like, there was no definition. There was no character. Yep. There was no nothing. Big Cass? That's a bad motherfucker. Yep. Now. Like, that, 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 that is a bad, bad fucking man. Like, you want to talk, like, Karen Cross is a fucking seven to, to dethrone Roman Reigns? You, right. you, you know, I'm not saying return big cast tomorrow night on SmackDown and he's a seven for me immediately, but you get, you bring that, you bring that motherfucker back in the rumble. Hello. Yep. Immediate threat. He's bigger than Roman. He's, he's fucking jacked. He mm-hmm. can go. There's a threat. Like yeah, Joe was Joe, Joe was asleep for our uh, talk about carrying cross. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will say this: there, there, there's a couple names that I you know just hope that don't just get brought back to rebulk up the roster. Uh, one of them being uh, B Ron Strowman. Ugh, yeah, hard pass. How do you feel, Friar about... Friar Strowman? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. How do I'm you good. feel about? I'm not finished with you. Tyler Breeze and Fandango coming back. I'm, I'd here's, be fine with it because here's the thing: if you, I think they are a 
they are a must watch character group in a tag team division that needs something. Mm-hmm. So I'd be fine with that. But do they come back and go back to NXT and you bring somebody up from NXT to take the tag team division spot? Or do you put them right back on the main roster? Oh, I go main roster. Dango Dango's what? He's pushing forty? He's old. Yep. Uh, you don't I, mean, I don't think you have time to, to put him in NXT. I mean I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put him in NXT either. I I would just bring the shit back and let him let him have some fun, especially you know, you get another tag team in that in that division because here's the thing. Right now the tag team division is about two teams, especially with, with Randy and Riddle both being hurt. Um you know, gotta bulking up that tag team division somehow. Um and I'm gonna say this released in the last couple of years when their contract's up, a team that could make a return. The best tag team in wrestling. Don't 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 think that old FTR. seven star. Oh yeah. Don't think that old seven star FTR won't won't contemplate making a return to work. For oh them. for sure. You know, bring those guys back. Uh, pair them with the Usos again. Put them with the Street Profits, who you know they didn't get to wrestle all that much. Maybe a return of a DIY. You know, even even I, I mean, I'll even take Alpha Academy being pushed more as a tag team because I like Otis and Gable as a team. Sheesh, um, sheesh, please. Oh, I love, I, I love and, the Alpha Academy. Fucking love them. It certainly seems like Triple H is more invested in tag teams. Oh, without a doubt. And actual, like, tag team division and, you know, building something there. So I'm pretty sure FTR and Papa H love each other. So Yeah. I, I would agree. So. I, I'd go as far as to say if, w, if, if WrestleMania continues to be a two-night affair going forward, within three to five years... One of those nights is headlined by a tag title match. Yo, I could see it. I could see it. Triple H does love tag teams, and also there's no way it's not going back to one to two to not be two nights. Yeah, I agree. There's with no that. way. And, 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 you you and can't. You that. don't put that toothpaste back in the tube. Right. I mean, they've and already. They've like, already. We we know. Thirty nine is. They've already announced right. forty. Right. You're not. You don't. You're not going backwards. No, because but I, I, I could see, I could see a tag title match being given that opportunity. I could see it more if FTR is back in the fold. Oh, the, give me, F, give me FTR Usos night one main event. Oh, exactly. Because yeah. here's the thing too. Like, let, let's let's even pretend that like the business scales back a little bit, and 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 WrestleManias end up back in like, you know, arenas. You're still going to rather sell two nights of that arena than one. Yep. Yeah. And people are still going to go because it's WrestleMania. Yeah, 100%. Factual. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm all in on that. I, I think that there are some guys that I think uh, if you bring them back will help. Um, I definitely think there are guys to avoid. Um, but I think that some, some of those other guys that, that would be beneficial just – they're under contract right now, so we kind of have to see what happens with yeah. that. Here, um, to to kind of like wrap this topic up, I I, I posed this question on three CT. Um, so we've seen we've seen returns on almost every program so far. I get we're only two weeks in, but every every Triple H run program, including SummerSlam, we've seen 
a return. Right. How much longer? Right, Loomis was was released, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah, he had been released. Well, let's see. SummerSlam was Bailey. Well, no, was no. It? SummerSlam was EO and Dakota. Well, EO EO was, was never, never not in WWE. She there was the Meltzer the Meltzer report that she was going to return to Japan when her contract expired, but she still had been under contract. She was she was still on the contract, so it was Dakota. Dakota was the Raw. return at SummerSlam. Raw was. Was there one? I don't think there was one on that Raw. You're right. I don't think there was. I think we were like waiting for there to be one, and there wasn't and then, actually one. And then SmackDown was Cross. SmackDown was Cross. This past Monday was Raw, Loomis. Raw was. Yeah, because I don't count. I don't count the SmackDown before SummerSlam as like a Triple H show because that. No, because I think that, that one you're just going to SummerSlam. Um, that one was already written. So, three out of the four shows, mm-hmm. you've had a return. How, how much alleged, longer can you do that? On well, there's an alleged rumor that this that this Friday there will be. A, yeah. Um. There's an there's another rumor that one of the people mentioned in this segment is close to reaching and reaching a deal. Really. Um. So, but like, how long can you continue to do this on just about every show before it just, it becomes, it becomes the AEW moment of like, I'm only watching to see who comes back. No, I I think that they've actually kind of already exhausted it. I think that they had a couple of guys where it worked really well. And like and and Sasha and, and Naomi will will count in this also. That'll be about a month away, but like you'll have them get their moment. I almost think you don't do it again until they come back because that way you actually make it matter when they come back. See mm-hmm. Personally, uh, I think there'll be one or two before they come back that that will get the treatment. I could see. I mean, if if Gargano. Were to show up, I could see that being a thing, honestly. But I don't know. Like, I don't know that I need a lot more of these. I love the storytelling technique that Triple H has had where the show ends on a cliffhanger. Where the show ends in a way where you're like, I need to tune in next week to see what happens. And yeah, a return is a cheap way to do that, but they're going to have to prove that they could do that without that. Well, if, if, if the one name rumored is the one that makes the return, it's bigger than the other three names combined. Who? Who is it? Let's just be, let's just be as real as it can be. It's, it's Bray. <clears throat> oh. Bray Wyatt is bigger than Johnny Gargano, Sasha Banks, and Naomi return. And that's the, but there's a rumor that he might be back. Like, there's, yeah, there, 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 a, there, there was, a, there, there was a report today. I didn't have a chance to see, um, if it was reported by more than one site, I don't recall the site that I saw it on, but there, there, there was a report on Thursday that, um, that they are working on an agreement that would pay him, um, big time money, give him reasonable amounts of control over the, over the character and the development of the character, um, whatever the character is, um, cause probably not the fiend. Yeah, and and yeah, because I th- sleep for this. I, yeah, I think the fiend's exhausted. I I, I do. Yeah. I think you've done everything you can there. 
Um, like, and I don't know how you go back to the 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 family cult leader. So I think it has I, to be something I think you new. Just do it. No, I think you, you can you can do whatever, but whatever it is, yeah. I mean, it's the that he has control because I think that that's where the reported breakdown was with him and Vince was that um, he wanted more control, but Vin, you know, Vince wanted control of the character. Of course. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that assessment, hundred um, percent. So I, I I truly believe that if if Bray comes back, I think his return is bigger than the other three, probably. Oh, I agree. Um, so, I think if you're going to use the return aspect to make something work, um, him coming back in general is a big move. If Gargano comes back to either help or count or cost theory the, the briefcase, it makes sense. I think if Sasha and Naomi come back to lay claim to the tag titles that they never lost... I think all of those have valuable reasons, um, and they're I think they're different returns than Cross coming back and attacking McIntyre, and we don't know why, or Dexter Loomis crashing a car and being arrested before potentially getting to AJ Styles. That has us confused. Um, I, I think there are different levels of the return. Yeah, uh, and and I think like Bray's that one where. It doesn't matter who he returns to go after or how he returns. A return from him and knowing what's going to happen uh, with that character and how he plays his characters is a bigger beneficiary to the industry. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, those are the topics. Joe, you have anything else on this one? Uh, Did you guys mention Danny Birch and... uh, I mentioned Tim Thatcher. I mentioned I mentioned Tim Thatcher going to NXT okay. being a part of the Diamond Line. Fair. Um, Oni, I think Oni's Oni and Danny are kind of just enjoying their stuff in uh, in Massachusetts with Beyond. Fair. Plus, it, it, they're not guys like I get it. Like the NXT brand when it was a brand needed guys for younger talent to to beat. And yes. Danny and Oni were easy guys to just because you know you're going to get a good match out of them um, and can go over and be just fine. Um, if you're literally going to make NXT a developmental brand, you don't need those guys anymore. I would rather have the developmental guys just take on the developmental guys. Yeah, it's valid. So I'm not necessarily all in on those guys having to make a return to still be good. Um, oh, shit. Sorry, I just read a tweet that I wasn't ready to read. Um, baseball fan here. Uh, did you read the fact that Tim Lincecum's wife died today? No. Giants sent out a tweet about 5.30 this morning. This 5.30 this afternoon. Uh, the Giants were extremely saddened to learn of the passing of Tim Lincecum's wife, Kristen Coleman. Our deepest condolences go out to Tim, Kristen's family, and all those whose lives she touched as a friend and a teacher. She is beloved by the Giants family and her caring and genuine spirit towards those of us who are fortunate enough to know her during her and Timmy's time with us. Oh, dude, that's horrible. Um, so, uh, she was she was in a battle with cancer. Hmm. 
Um, they're saying that she lost her battle in late June. So for us just to find out about it now, we'll really tell you uh, how much uh, the world wasn't supposed to know about that. So, yeah. yeah it's things I, I, I saw, too, that um, John Smoltz's dad passed away today. And he's still, you know, he called the uh, the Field of Dreams game. Mm-hmm. So, man, that's that sucks. Yeah, again, when you open up Twitter and you're reading things about, you know, I've never had the privilege of meeting Lincecum, but I've always enjoyed him pitching. And it's just like you read that stuff and you're just like, well, that's a real way to gut you as you're trying to get ready to move the rest of the week. Right. Finish, finish up a real fun show. I mean, here's a swift kick right in the nuts. But, all right, let's finish this bad boy up. It's the uh, wrestlers of the week. Um, basically, uh, each of us are going to get three this week because Ernest isn't here. Um, if Joe doesn't wake up, uh, I guess we're going to get four each. And Craig hey, hey, uh, hey, Joe, uh, we're talking about yeah. Austin Theory. I'm here, I'm here. Okay. Um, all right, so I get the first pick this week. Um, it is my turn. Uh, I would have had the extra pick, but Ernest decided to no-show the show tonight. Thanks, Toolbox, you fucking box of rocks. Um, my pick this week, uh, it will be the return. Um, the return of one killer. Uh, I'm going to take Killer Carrying Cross. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Joseph? I'm going to take the... Still reigning and defending interim AEW champion, John Moxley. Could you sound any more disappointed about taking John Moxley there? It's just stupid, the interim title thing. You know what drove me nuts? You know what drove me so nuts about that? And I I always try and think of things from, like, the perspective of if you're watching this for the first time. Yeah. So at some point last night they in the match because why the fuck would you just have to keep saying the word interim a hundred times during a wrestling match? They started just calling it the AEW Championship, and one of the commentators said after Moxley won that he's still the AEW World's Champion, and then Punk's music hit, and they said here comes the AEW World Champion. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, what just happened? Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So is it me now? Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with still the Tony Khan Presents Wrestling World Champion, Claudio. Good pick, good pick. Um, I'm actually looking right now. Uh, give me the team that uh, won their first round matchup in the women's uh, tag title tournament. Uh, give me the team of Dakota Kai and EO Sky. Joseph? Um, let's see. You know what? I'm going to give it to the still reigning and defending and not interim U.S. champion, and that's Bobby Lashley. Bobby! Good choice, good choice. I am going to go with the new number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler, and future SmackDown Women's Champion, Shayna Baszler. You really think she's going to win the title? She fucking better. 
You don't want little Liv to. The only way she doesn't is if like Rhonda comes out and like. Which is possible. Attacks Shayna. So her friend's not the new champion, and then they have a match. I mean, that that would be an interesting uh, thought yeah. process. But otherwise, you can't convince me that Lil Liv's beaten Ronnie and Shayna in back-to-back pay-per-views. True. True. That would be a bold Yikes. strategy from, from, from all involved. Let's, um, and my final pick... Um, you know what? I thought this was a good match. I actually watched this match. I was a fan of the match. Give me uh, La Faction Incredible of Andrade El Idolo and Roosh uh, for their victory over the Lucha Bros. Joe. Uh, Your turn, bud. Oh. Shit. I really went to the well with the first two. Um, I mean, I'm surprised you got the first two without having I, to I was impressed. Two. I actually like watched Raw this week. It's crazy. Let's see. Yeah, well, let's dig dig in nice. a little bit. Let's see if we can get All one right, more. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go with uh, the women who won their first round already tournament match in the tag title tournament. Already already took them. Yeah, they're already gone, brother. Already, already oh God damn it! Um, who won at Battle of the Belts? Claudia won. Who else won? Who else won at Battle of the Belts? Was it like the TV did title Ward, on the did, line? Did Wardlow beat Jay Lethal? He did. There we go. I'm always I'm always down for a Wardlow nom. Okay, I like that one. Uh, and I will close out. Um, I still don't understand how, but uh, the guy who beat Brody King last night in a coffin match, uh, and that is Darby All In. All right, so the wrestler of the week nominees: Killer Cross, Dakota Kai, Neo Shirai, Andrade and Roosh, Moxley, Lashley, Wardlow, Castagnoli, Baszler, and All In. And since Ernest isn't here, we miss picking uh, on you, Ernest. Yeah, like the show went really quick. Like it wasn't. I mean, it's a two-hour show, but it was two hours of actual like. Yeah, he's a fucking human rain delay. Um. <laughs> And since he's not here and you guys got three wrestlers of the week, I'm going to give Ernest uh, who he would probably pick for his three wrestlers of this current week. Um, going to go with Paul Ondorf. Good one. Uh, Hulk Hogan. CM Punk. And Randy Savage, because those would probably be the three guys Ernest would pick for this week. No, he, he, would, he would actually probably pick like CM Punk because he made his return. He would probably pick uh, the guy driving the car because we don't know what it means. And um, Ricky Starks for winning a two-minute match. Oh, yeah! By the way, uh, I know it's technically Friday now, but we were started this recording on Hulk Hogan's birthday, so it's fascinating that you mentioned Hulk Hogan. Yeah, well, see, things happen for a reason. Um, Joe, you got anything you want to... Uh, you fans can stick it, brother! Hell yeah. You want to plug anything before we go? No, but I'm amused that I think it's his 69th birthday. Jim. Um, no, this is fun, man. This is this is a good one. Uh, you can of course catch me uh, every Thursday live, every Tuesday on the podcast for three CT. Um, head to threecountthursday.com or three count Thursday 
on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hit the link tree. You'll find our website, YouTube, podcast, um, merchandise, all of that. Um, Huddle Up Podcast. We had our last off-season episode drop this past week. Um, We start back on the live shows on the 23rd. Um, So make sure you subscribe there. You can go at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Um, New exciting season coming up. Glad to be previewing uh, the return of football and discussions with the nobody actually dropped a new discussion this week have another one coming up in a few weeks and have some recordings planned uh, for the latter part of this month so at dwan pod on twitter and at discussions with the nobody on facebook you can always catch me at big jim sports but gentlemen uh always a pleasure all right you can follow me on twitter at they call me burn you can follow the show at take the number three wrestling uh, you can follow the show feed, Take the Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you can follow Ernest. We'll give him a plug, even though he's not here, at EJ Christian 7 uh, Listen to that. Uh, his show, Football is Awesome, where I'll kick his ass in the power rankings, because that's going to be a thing again this year. Um, other than that, guys, we appreciate you hanging out with us uh, this week. Uh, we appreciate you uh, being a part of the show. We appreciate any kind of feedback you guys have for us. Um, so until next week, uh, love each other. Love professional wrestling. We'll see you guys on the other side.